0: Well, Jesus takes his disciples up on the mountain as he begins this first act, one of the first acts of his public ministry, by giving the Beatitudes these blessed statements that reflect the beauty of a heart that is given to the Lord. I don't know if you've ever been on a mountain. I think I was on one once. But um, if you've ever been on a mountain or seen a mountain up close, you know how breathtaking uh, a mountain can be. And if we believe that heaven is above and earth is below, the mountain is kind of that place between heaven and earth. So kind of a, a sacred place in that way. Well, Jesus offers in this first beatitude, Blessed are the poor in spirit, a key to cultivating virtue in our lives. We really need to have this heart that is fundamentally humble and oriented to the Lord in order to become the other uh, things that Jesus talks about this morning in the Beatitudes, in order to become merciful and just and meek. We need to have that heart that is humble. And it's significant that Jesus takes his disciples up the mountain to begin this public ministry and to give this teaching, because that mountaintop was Jesus' place of sanctuary. We know that in the morning and the evening, Jesus would often go to the mountain to be alone to pray to the Father, and so it was a special place for him as well was also on the mountain where the old law was given to Moses. And so the giving of that old law, the Ten Commandments, and now Jesus coming and giving us a new law and talking about how that law would be written right in our hearts. The Beatitudes stand in stark contrast to the attitude of the old law, which was much more of a focus on the letter of the law, of obeying this list of things to do, where the Beatitudes really focus more on the spirit of that law, embodying that law in our hearts, as Jesus has talked about. Jesus wanted the disciples and us this morning to know this beautiful intimacy that he had with the Father. And so... In our gospel story last week, we hear Jesus inviting these disciples to come after me, to follow me. And so he takes them to this beautiful place where he will teach them to become fishers of men. Jesus is the rabbi, the teacher, and he's beginning this public ministry by giving these beautiful teachings. And rather than standing over his disciples, He actually invites them to sit, and he sits on the ground with them so he can kind of be on their level as one like them, making it easier for them to hear these words and to take them in. Well, today we continue to learn about discipleship as we explore what it means to be humble. And I think one way for us to understand humility is to look at the opposite of humility, which is the sin of pride. It's the sin of our first parents in the garden when Satan tempted them and told them that if they followed him, they would be like God. I don't know about you, brothers and sisters, but I struggle with pride in my life. I struggle with it every single day. And this is an area of our lives where Satan will always come in and try to deceive us with that little lie, that little half-truth, And the lie is that if we follow him, again, we would be like God. You and I will fall a thousand times in pride in our lifetime. But Jesus is calling us today to persist in becoming poor in spirit. You know, a few weeks ago, I was at Stillwater Prison. It was actually the week right before Christmas. And I was doing a word and communion service with the men there. And as I left the facility, I started to feel very badly about my role there, that uh, the homily I preached didn't seem like it was really hitting the mark, and I just felt like things hadn't gone all that well. So all the way home, I'm in the car, I'm kind of ruminating about this and feeling badly about it. And I got home, and I sat down in my prayer chair to pray, and the Lord told me something that I think I will never forget— And it was a lesson about humility. He said, my son, it is not about what you can do. It is about what I can do in you and through you. Beautiful lesson reminding me that when I walk into that correctional facility, I'm bringing Jesus, the very presence of Christ in the Eucharist. And that is the most important thing. That is the very most important thing. As beloved sons and daughters of the Lord, we are called to this life of the beatitude, this beautiful life of blessing. You know, another image that I like to think about with humility is the beautiful story where Jesus feeds the multitude, feeds the crowd, and the little boy who comes with that basket of five loaves and two fish, and he gives Jesus the little bit that he has. And Jesus prays the blessing over that bread and fish and makes it more, makes it an abundance that feeds the 5,000 people. Well, I'd like to help us this morning to think about what humility looks like. And I think we can do that by looking at some lives of people who have gone before us. And one of them is my favorite saint, St. John Paul II. And those of us who have Uh, been lucky enough to be alive during his pontificate, know that he suffered greatly at the end of his pontificate. He suffered from great physical suffering. His strength was really sapped, sometimes to the point where he needed assistance with, with walking and doing things. And yet he continued to minister. He continued to be our shepherd, despite those difficulties. We have some friends uh, that have a very beautiful family. It's a family of five children. And the father is a professional man. He works very hard outside the home. And his wife uh, stays at home and cares for the children and the household. And so their, their tradition is that she often prepares a, a very nice meal for the family. And they sit down together, the five children and the parents, to have that meal together. And the beautiful act of humility that this father does is he gets up after his wife has put the food on the table and he goes around and serves each of his children and his wife. He has his wife sit there while he does this. He puts the food on everybody's plate. A beautiful act of humility for his children to see. Well, another beautiful example for us is our Archbishop Bernard Hebda. You know, this is a man who was called to a completely different diocese over in Newark, New Jersey, and was then called to come back here and assist us in a time of great need in this archdiocese. And there was a time when he was going between the two places, flying every week back and forth between here and New Jersey. And finally, God called him here to be our shepherd, and uh, I thank God every day for that. Um, but he was willing to come here to a place where things were not necessarily in great order. We had some issues to deal with, and he's rolled up his sleeves, and he's led us through this difficult time as he continues to lead us uh, through this time in our archdiocese. Well, my brothers and sisters, Jesus wants to take us up on this mountaintop today, this beautiful vantage point where we can see heaven, And earth. Jesus wants us to remember today who we truly are. We are beloved sons and daughters of the Father. And He calls us today in these Beatitudes to a deeper sharing in this life of blessing, the blessing of heaven. Pride causes us to focus internally, it causes me to focus on myself, on my own needs, my own wants, and it blinds me to the needs of others. Humility reminds me that everything I have comes from God. It comes from God, he gives it to me, and he expects me to take it and share it with those that I encounter God draws us away from this tendency to focus on ourself in, in order that we might focus on others in our lives. Well, how do we grow in this virtue of humility? What is the way that we can start on the path to deeper humility And I think the simple answer is it begins with a childlike trust in God. As we recognize God is the source of everything that we have in our lives, we can begin that sense of humility, that sense of focusing others. You know, the image I'd like to leave you with, this morning as we conclude is Psalm 131. It's one of my very favorite psalms. It's also one of the shortest psalms in scripture, so it's an easy one to commit to memory. And it's this image of a weaned child in its mother's lap. And I often think this must have been a psalm that perhaps Jesus prayed, when he spoke with the Father. Imagine Jesus being on that mountain and just being held in the Father's arms as he shared his heart with his Father. As I pray this psalm this morning, I would invite you, if you feel comfortable, just to close your eyes and let these words just wash over you. Take them into your heart. A beautiful way of imagining our humility. O Lord, My heart is not proud, nor are my eyes raised too high. I do not concern myself with great affairs or with things too sublime for me. Rather, I have stilled and calmed my soul, hushed it like a weaned child, like a weaned child held in its mother's arms, So is my soul within me. O Israel, put your hope in the Lord, both now and forevermore.